Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining. We've got one weekend left of games. Holy smokes. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's the Friday recap episode. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm coming to you from Lavalette, New Jersey, Roosevelt's Mid-Atlantic. Jake, he's coming to you from Roosevelt's South. Producer Bug Bug Dude, Roosevelt's Studios, Northwest-ish. And we've got some baseball to discuss so thank you very much for joining us. It's the Friday recap episode. We're going to recap the series that were a little bit, tell you where the standings are. I'm much more interested in how this weekend is going to play out because there are so many damn options. It is insane. But first, Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, Jim. I'm good. And yeah, Roosevelt, formerly Roosevelt Studio South. It's now Roosevelt's HQ, and they're actually hosting meetings in my apartment all day. It's a nightmare. Um, people coming out doesn't feel safe, um, but we're taking our best precautions and doing our best. And yeah, man, it's a, uh, it's nutty. A, a couple big series did happen. I mean, oh my God, Cleveland and the White Sox. But yeah, I mean, we are in straight up scenario time. It's you know you normally see it. Uh, you know we don't talk football on the show, so I won't talk football. But it's that classic. You have someone in front of a in front of a screen and it's like, well, if this team wins and this team loses and then that team won, well, that team, then they flip the coin. And if you flip the coin and if it lands on its side, now we've, now we've got something. That's what I want to do. That's like, it's crazy. It will do, we'll do a little bit of that. Um, I mean, for me, Jim, I I've been on this dance for a while. It's the race to 30. I think 30, 30 wins and in for me. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll talk through it the best we can. Yeah, and the AL is completely done. I think Houston hasn't clinched yet, but they will. Um, and it's now the Angels coming for them, not to Seattle. But they will. Houston will clinch. They're the only it, team. It's, it's literally full-blown. Houston would have to lose out the rest of the way. The other teams win out the rest of the way. It doesn't look like it's happening. Houston might even be getting hot. Yeah, to me, it doesn't even look like the math makes it possible. Are you on this actual baseball? Those standings aren't up to date. Which ones? The actual baseball link that's in the... No, I'm not using that. Okay, good. That hasn't been updated for a while. I'm just using MLB.com. Yeah. No, I I think it's like full perfect storm uh, for Houston to not make it. Like... the Angels have the tiebreaker. They would have to win out, and Houston would have to lose out. And I just, I'm not going to place a bet on that. Houston's in. Yeah, even if, yeah, I still don't get it because even if the Angels win out, they would be 29 and 31. Yep. So they both be, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Root for chaos. The Dodgers will now be gifting the Angels three wins. That's not that crazy. I mean, if if they if the Angels take if the Houston loses today and the Angels win, I mean, it gets less crazy. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Um, and watch out for Houston, man. Uh, Springer, Bregman, Altuve all homered last night. Yeah, Altuve also can't play second base though. So, but watch out for them. Framber had a good start as well. We can just get right into it. Let's do the recap. You've got the East Coast, Jake. Tell us. What happened in the Eastern region? John, as we've seen a lot these past few weeks, the Yankees versus Buffalo, Toronto in Buffalo. Um, You know, Blue Jays dominated in Buffalo. Yankees dominated in, in New York. Whoa, same state. Buffalo, Toronto dominates again. First game, Vlad was good all series. Alejandro Kirk, my young, thick zaddy. Uh, with a four-hit day. Toronto was up 
double digits in this one. The final score is 11-5. Cole drops Dick the next day, 12-1. Another non-exciting game. Yanks put up 12 without homering. We'll see why that's important in a second. And then Toronto blows them out, 14-1. Ugly Yankee games. Four errors. Ugliest watch of the year. Yankees make Danny Jansen look like a godsend. And then the final game, Ryu looks really good for the Jays. They got to be feeling good about that. They clinched the playoff slot. Gary Sanchez almost made it scary at the end with a grand slam. Caught by friend Randall Gritchick. Uh, Jays take three out of four. Baltimore-Boston, nobody really cares. Boston wins two games. Nick Pavetta in his first Boston start put him in your four-hole next year, Red Sox. And Nate Evaldi, they both look good. They're excited about that. Baltimore wins the last game. Tampa in the Mets. Ah, stupid Mets. Why, why couldn't you guys win a couple more games? They lose on DeGrom Day, Lesai. DeGrom was disgusting, 14 Ks. And then Lugo comes out and beats Snell because that's what the Mets do. Cano and Alonzo look good. And then the Rays clinch the AL East. Good for them. First one since 2010. Glass now is good. Randy Arazarena. Might have to learn that name. Two homers. Uh, good for the Rays. They take two out of three. Phillies in Washington. This was an important one. Jimbo Slice and holy smokes, Philly craps the bed. Anibal out pitches Wheeler. Phillies make three errors. Washington takes game one, five to one. They take the first game of the doubleheader the next day, five one as well. Austin Voth complete game one and run on a Nola day. It was five nothing after three. The wheels are falling apart and oh my god brandon workman gives it up second game of the double headers back and forth all day Didi with a couple ribs soto and stevenson in the outfield combined for five rubies yadiel hernandez walks it off yabo off workman oh my god and yet the phillies dig deep i guess in the final game of the series they win 12 to 3 harper with two yabos at that point it was a 3-1 game so they were important yabos and then they blew it out brock holt ends up on the mound Washington takes three out of four Phillies. And then the other series in the East, Jim, Miami and Atlanta. Atlanta takes the first three from Miami, putting their whole season essentially in jeopardy. But Miami comes back and gets the last one. Pablo Lopez, five innings pitch, zero earned run good. Ian Anderson, a little bit of the same, but three unearned runs. It was zeros through six. Miami comes and gets it. But in the first games, Atlanta, they start going mash mode again. 11 spot, a nine spot, uh, Ozuna's insane. Dansby's getting going. Ozzy Albies, boogity, boogity, boogity. And then Max Fried versus Sixto Sanchez was supposed to be kind of uh, the signature game in this series. Freed leaves with an injury. He's supposedly okay. And Sixto Sanchez has been getting knocked around a little bit. Atlanta takes three out of four. Miami salvages. This was salvage weekend in the NL, and that's what's going on in the in the, in the East. Salvage week. Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, the AL East is all set up. Tampa's got the one seed. Yankees have the the two, and Toronto's going to be the eight seed. If Toronto sweeps their last series and the Yankees get swept, then they can take over the two seed. Yeah. Um, but that it would need to be a sweep and a get swept, and the Cleveland or the White Sox would need to get swept and Toronto would need to do the sweeping for them to take over the seven seed. So I think you can pencil in like there, there it's not, you know, those are possibilities, but it, it, if it comes down to you have to sweep and the other team has to get swept, I'm just going to write it off as like not likely. And we'll revisit that later. Jim, I've got you all year. We've been a sweeper get swept pod, except this weekend. Like we we just can't be factoring in that math. So this is the one weekend we are not a sweeper get swept by. So Rays have Rays have the one seed in the East. Yankees have the two seed. Toronto's in. They have clinched the playoff berth the wild card. In the NL, it's a bit more interesting. Atlanta has the one seed locked up. Uh, they will be the one seed in the East. Miami basically has the two seed again. It's just gets sweat. Miami has to win one game and they have the two seed uh, and they're playing the Yankees who suck. So they're playing the Yankees at the stadium who have been good. The road Yankees have been garbage. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. If the Yankees look good, Miami could go tight butthole, but eh, they got to get swept weekend. They get, they got to win one game. Um, and then the Phillies are really in a tricky spot 
losing that double header. They salvaged it a tiny bit by winning next game, but the Phillies are in a really tricky spot here. They're one game under 500. Uh, they play the Rays, who are still hunting the one seed. Uh, we'll see, like, you know, and the Rays are good. So we'll see what Philly can do, but they 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 don't have a, a playoff spot locked up. Like it's a mess. I want to get into it. But F- Philly, I think they got to win two out of three against the Rays, and I think that's a tall task. So f- I don't think it's looking good for Philly, and I don't know if they really deserve it after this week. So it's that's tough. They could very much end up end up kicking themselves, uh, you know, games against the Nats that didn't really matter against the Nats. Nola day, they just get beat and look bad. And then their bullpen, I mean, the story of their season blows it in the second game. So yeah, uh, the, I think Phillies and Jim, this was one of the, when did we do this? It was team random teams that should be fans of each other. I've totally blanking, but I think the Phillies are rooting against Minnesota this weekend. Cause if, Tampa Bay can lock up that one spot. I think they might rest guys and make it more of a throw weekend and just get through the series. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Phillies, you, you put yourself in a tight spot. Cause even the last guy, the last guy in the Rays pen <laughs> might be the best guy in the Phillies pen. Oh yeah, for sure. And they did like a bullpen day and they lost, but they did it. Uh, in the second game of the doubleheader, the Phillies threw everyone out. So I, I will say this in that if, if the Rays can tap out and just keep everyone healthy and clinch the one seed, I think our Phillies are now Cincinnati Reds fans. That's who the twins are playing and the Reds are battling. So, uh, the Phillies, if you can somehow scramble two, you might be good. It's going to be tough for them, them. Uh, I mean, they they hold the tiebreaker against the Giants. They hold they they don't hold really? the tiebreaker against the Reds. Yeah, they hold it if they hold the tiebreaker against the Giants. If they're tied for the eighth seed, which they may may very well be, yeah. we'll get into all that in a tiny bit. I'm I'm interested in that. Uh, let's do the Central. You gonna start let's us off? Let's do it, Big Zaddy. Here you go. Jimmy, in the Central, I took the AL games and the series uh, around baseball that people were wondering if it was going to matter at all. Speaking of sweep or be swept, the Cleveland Indians host the Chicago White Sox, and they sweep them. This Cleveland team that they lost eight in a row last week, we wondered what was happening. They come back with vengeance. It's Jose Ramirez and Carlos Santana in game one. The bullpen looks really good for Cleveland. Uh, They win 7-4. The next day, we're 1-1 into the 10th. White Sox go up 3-1, a Lindor double, and a Jose Ramirez three-run homer to walk off and clinch a playoff spot. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Like that. The next day, it's Bieber, Luke. Kiss Giolito, he's lovely. They were both really good. Santana homers early. How about a Jordan Luplo walk-off? College teammate of Aaron Judge. Always yanks with these guys. And then the final game, Keichel versus Plesak. Keichel lowers his ERA to 199 on the season. Plesak's good, too. It's a three-run seventh for the White Sox, but it's a four-run seventh for Cleveland. And Jose Ramirez with the two-RBI double to take the lead. 5-4 Cleveland sweeps and makes the AL Central as much of a mess as the NL Central. Detroit and Minnesota played two games for Funzie. Minnesota wins two one-run games, one in the 10th. Buxton, Garver, and Kepler are homering. That's scary. And then the next day, Jake Cave hits a couple. Why not? Mickey Cabs, a two-homer day. Sure. Old Man River getting after it. Minnesota wins both games. Your two-seed in the Eastern region right now. And then uh, the NLAL series, St. Louis and the Royals. Oh, no, St. Louis. Don't make this matter. Kansas City takes two out of three. 5.1 shutty from the KC Penn in the first game. Michael Franco with the two RBIs. St. Louis, the game that they had to get. Gomer versus Singer. Ooh, sexy central pitching matchup. St. Louis gets it. Carlson with the big two RBI double, but then Kansas City and Salvador Perez, who is hot, hot, hot right now, 
He has a two-homer game. So does Franchi. St. Louis drops two or three to the Royals. Jimbo. Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Big matchup there. Milwaukee doesn't win. They only win one of the three games. Cincinnati wins the first. Cincinnati wins the third. Castillo had a good outing. Sonny Gray had a good outing. Bauer had a good outing. That's the formula there for the Reds. They're also hitting Vado, Winker, Eugenio with some home runs. Eugenio had a good bat-bats in all three games, so Cincinnati wins two out of three there. Chicago Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates play a three-game set. Pittsburgh wins the, the series. They win the last two. Lester pitches well. Quintana pitches not that well. Steven Brault had another great start for the Pirates. Rizzo, he hits a solo shot. K. Brian, Hayes, and Adam, or is it Adam Frazier for the Pirates? They all hit solo home runs in the first inning of game three. And that was all the scoring that would happen in the whole game. Uh, Cubs are in first place. They didn't win, but they're just getting ready. There you go. There it is. That was a four-game series. Uh, Did the Cubs win the first one? Let me Um, check. My bad. To be honest, I don't really have any interest in these things. I just want to talk about the playoffs. If I did. Caring. Um, currently the Cubbies are the three Cubs seed. Lo- Cubs lost. That? Cubs lost the last three. Yeah. I, Cubs- forgot, I didn't have the cool and cool and mills game. Ooh, cool and mills. Uh, good for you, Chad. Cool. Uh, the Cubs are currently the three seed in all of the NL leading the national league central. The Cardinals are up to the five slot, mm-hmm. uh, 28 and 26. The Cardinals are the team that can screw up literally everything They're They can land in literally uh, pretty much every playoff spot still technically because uh, they do have <laughs> that leftover Tigers doubleheader that we think they're going to play uh, in Cincinnati sitting in the seventh hole right now. I think they've won. Uh, you think that's, that game that's in play the doubleheader with the Tigers? What's that? Has there been talk about needing that series? I. Uh, I, I just don't know what the definition of needing is because it's two games, which I think, you know, the Cardinals, uh, that can change their seating. Like, that that can change yeah. a couple things. So that's that's what I don't know. Um, Seems like they would need it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that sorts out. Uh, if the Cardinals were to get really hot, I mean, in theory, they're only one game in the loss column behind the Cubs if you want to get really gross with They'd it. They need to go 4-0 in the the Cubs would need to get, I mean, that's a sweep and sweep. So we can't, well, I mean, it would be if the Cubs just lost two games, right? Cause I mean, there it's only one game in the loss column. Um, it's, it's still unreal. It, it doesn't seem realistic, but the Cardinals have technically the craziest map of all these teams. Yeah. Um, and the reds right now are in the seventh seed, four straight series. We've been asking them to win series. They finally started doing it and Milwaukee in a tough spot right now, 27 and 29, and if they're going to do it, it's got to be against St. Louis. So they're, uh, it's it's looking like they might have crapped the bed. I, I am, yeah. Milwaukee can't play into my my math here. <laughs> I know, I know. They're uh, they are with the Mets and the Rockies, and uh, not they a, win not two games. They're five hundred. They're playing a doubleheader today with St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, but then that yeah 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 they're not nah out. I know too much, too much to think about. Um, it's crazy. I mean, that, that one's so crazy that we, like, I want to like, I want to go through the games with you and punch in some numbers because there's so much going on. Um, let's just finish off the West coast first. Let's do it, baby. Bang through it. Here we go. Texas lost two games to Arizona. Moving on Oakland and the Dodgers. They played three. Dodgers win the first game. Dodgers win the third game. Manea had a quality start. Fires and Lazardo both teamed up to give five earned runs in the third game here, while Bueller and the Penn held the A's to three hits over nine. That game isn't really uh, the best uh, result if you're a uh, if you're an Oakland fan, because those are a lot of guys you're you're trusting. Um, the Dodgers, they used Kelly as an opener, Jake, and that didn't go well. I don't know if they're just trying to get him like scheduled innings, what the plan there is, but it did not really work out. 
Dodgers hitters are getting hot. Muncie, Taylor, Pollock, Seeger, they all homer in game one. Dodgers win two out of three against Oakland. None of that really matters as both teams are ready. The Angels and the Padres, they played two games, and the biggest news here is that the Padres lost Clevenger with an injury. He's out. They also lost both games again. Doesn't really matter for either team unless you believe in miracles with the Angels and get good job having fun at the end of the season here. Doesn't matter. Houston and Seattle. Seattle wins two out of three. Unless I have this wrong and this was a four-game set. But I have that Seattle won two out of three. Uh, yes. No, you have that right. They, they played last night, but it's started a new series. Yeah, okay. So, Seattle, I mean, the first game was tied at seven. McCullers was having a really good start. Altuve booted a ball, and the unraveling began. Evan White hit a three-run home run. They lose six to one. Framber Valdez had another good start, so put that in the good playoff bucket. Maldonado had a big three-run homer. And then in game three, Marge Vicious outdueled Granky, so put that in the worried bucket. Seattle wins two out of three against Houston. Not great. Colorado and San Francisco Giants, they had a four-game set, and they split it. Giants went extras in game four to go to the 11th inning. They would have won the series. It would have really helped them out. Trevor Cahill can't hold them at bay. The Rockies win. But the, the Giants have some play, have some bullpen pieces here that have been doing really good for them and some bats that have been doing well as well. They split the four-game set with Colorado. That's the West Coast. Beauty. Beauty and yeah. the beat. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, a lot doesn't matter over there. A lot is just performance of players getting ready for the postseason like the dodgers are doing funky stuff who cares um, yeah they're they're tuning up they've got home field throughout uh they locked that up the other day so clevenger is uh, uh, the biggest blow probably the biggest news for the padres yeah clevenger with the bicep tendonitis he's doing um getting tested by everyone. There are some rumors flying that he's going to try to come back. Doesn't seem like the right move either way. Um, but uh, yeah, Padres again in the, you know, the, the roller coaster of this season, Padres were as sexy and as intimidating and tough a team as you could play coming into this. And now they've, uh, they've lost a little bit of their shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's a big blow. They're still pretty good. They can still bang. It'll be it, it makes it a little more interesting. Clevenger really did like he was their one. They traded for him. He was looking really good. So it's crazy. It it was the it's the pitcher you'd least want to see on on the mound as an opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh Houston will clinch soon. They lost two out of three, but they they won yesterday, which is technically the weekend series. But they they'll they'll clinch and they'll be the um the sixth seed looking and, and who knows who they'll play because the White Sox and the Cleveland might dance around between the four and the seven a lot. So a lot's up in the air. Yeah, it looks like, uh, yeah, I mean, Oakland looks like they're a half game behind Minnesota right now. Um, crazy. I mean, I, you know, Again, it's well. I guess if there's an episode we can do it, we can sneak into the next one. They they banged around Lance Lynn last night, so who knows what effort Lance Lynn was putting in? He kind of kind of wasted his season. Um, but uh, the Astros, if those guys are right, they're they're just back to being scary, Granky. Um, and then I think Framber, like you said, he's back on track. So uh, we'll see with Screwston. God, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's really fun. I want to get into some potential outcomes. Start here. crunching. What do you got, Poppy? But before we do that, Jake, let me tell you about DraftKings. Week two of football is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. 
That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team. And if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all you MMA fans the same great offer to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOHNBOY during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey-only eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details if you have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Jake. Here's what yeah. I want to do with you. little exercise called, yes. called How We Have It. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Miami. They are Miami playing Yankees. Yes. It's at Yankee Stadium, and that's a good point you make. Yankees are really good at home. I'm hoping the Yankees turn it on, but I'm giving Miami one win against the Yankees, like minimum. So are you, they fine? should get one win. I mean, the Yankees, you know, no Cole, no Tanaka. It's going to be a lot of lining up pitchers. We talked, uh, at ad nauseum on talking Yanks about how the Yankees are, uh, analytical, think they can just hit a button and flip a switch team. So they they won't be out to win this series. They are back at the stadium where they've hit incredible this year and they do want to get the bats going, you'd like to think the Marlins should get one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very I easy mean, that they get two. Like, it's very, in my brain, it's very easy, but we'll do one. I mean, that leaves them at 30 and 30, Jake. That leaves them at 500 on the season. So let's do the Phillies now. The Phillies versus Tampa Bay, I think they can only get one. They're not good. I, I think... I think that's fair. I do think it depends if if Tampa does clinch that one one spot. Um, you know, I they may not be playing to win. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's what it's in Tampa, right? Which is yeah. you know, I still think if they're not like orders. if they're not putting their best effort out there, I still think they're a better team than the Phillies. Yeah. Also, Nola and. Wheeler, no, no, no. Wheeler may be going. Eflin just pitched. Nola pitched in the double header. See if I can get some Phillies probables up because, I mean, you wonder if they slide dudes up to to try to make the playoffs because otherwise it's over, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're not. I mean, they end with Wheeler and Nola. All right, so let's have them going. Let's say they win two. I think they. Like, well, I'm not going to say any of that. <laughs> I was going to say they're going to try their best to. <laughs> they can. I, I think it depends on the Rays' mentality, which All is right, not if, if they win two, they're 30 and 30. Okay. Let's leave it there for now. Okay. The Giants. Who has the tiebreaker between them and the Fish? The, my, the Marlins have the tiebreaker over the Phillies. Okay. So we can pencil. So even if they both in, do that. The my they're both five hundred. You know they'd both be thirty and thirty, and Miami would have the tiebreaker. So Philly would have to be they'd be in the wild card. Pencil Miami as the six or the five. Yeah, let's do the the San Francisco Giants. Okay. I believe they have four games left. Yes, double against, header today against the Padres, and one's a double header. So let's just say they split that. Okay. So we got them one and one, and then it's the Padres who are getting ready for the postseason. Can you give the Giants three wins here? I don't think you can. I think you got to go two and two. Let's lean two for now. Let's get them to 30. All right. I mean, then, I mean, the, the Giants, then they'd be at 30 and 30. All right. The Reds, I, I have this mapped out, so we'll see where we get when we end here. But this is how chaotic this can be. Yeah. They've got the twins. Who are the probables here? So I'm not sure. I do know they have Bauer potentially ready to go on Sunday, short rest, if they need a win to get in. Barrios, Pineda, Rich Hill. And Barrios, okay, the twins are throwing. I mean, the twins set their playoff lineup too. Maeda, Barrios, Pineda, Rich Hill won't be part of it. 
for the first round. Yeah, that's a tough task for the Reds. I don't think they'll win that series against the Twins. They got Molly, and then it would be Bauer on three days rest again. And Castillo, Castillo and, and Bauer on short rest. Maybe, yeah, they've got TBD, TBD. So uh, if Tyler Molly could pull a start out of his butt, he saved one of those guys maybe. But, I mean, yeah. here's my thing. The Reds the Reds are going to be full full tilt, like full, but you know, shit. deciding deciding game of a playoff matchup, you know, where the Twins aren't going to do that. But the Twins, um, you don't think the Twins are going to go all out for the one seed? I don't think so. I mean, they're two games back. I think that could be over after today, right? Yeah, you never know. Depends on what everyone else. All right. So you want to give the Reds two wins here? I do and I don't. I mean, they've kind of deserved it. They're hot, but you're right. It is a tough matchup. I'm just really worried if we put them at 30 and 30 that our heads are going to explode very soon. Sure. Give them two wins then. 31 and 29. Um. Do we do you care about Milwaukee and St. Louis? I mean, St. Louis has so many games left. There's a double header between them today where if Ma- if Milwaukee could take both, they're 500. <laughs> uh if they could if oh, they lose even one, they're done. Just to show how crazy this is. If the Twins win two games out of the three against the Reds, they which can. is likely. If the Giants split the double header than the other games with the Padres. If the Miami only wins one of two from the Yankees. I mean, we have four teams, five teams at 30 and 30 in this scenario. And then it comes down to the tiebreaker, which is, you know, head to head, which exists for not a lot of these teams. And then intra division record. So who, how'd you do versus your own division? Giants lose out on that. They have a losing record in their own. I mean, it just, it, it can get so crazy. And that's, that's what you hope this does come down to dim, dim. Um, it's the, it's the podcaster dilemma. It's, you know, hope after today, there's two double headers today. Like if the Padres take both from the giants, we basically said they're dead on the table. Um, if the Brewers were to take two today, we'd say they're right back in it. Um, we don't have that. And I do think we're just hoping, you know, if the reds go out and take two out of three against the twins, like you guys deserve to be in, you won your last five series. You won a final series against Minnesota when you needed it. Like, yep, you did it. Um, (laughs) all of the situations we're kind of lining up right now is we're just, we're, we're doing basically everyone backs in hopefully a couple teams can rise up because at the same time, let's say the Giants took both ends of the doubleheader today. They're basically in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, my, my personal opinion, which be ready to hear something that's probably going to be wrong because this is a, a, a slop fest anyway. I got the fills out. I don't see them winning two against the Rays. Okay. I think even the Rays trying at 50% is a better team than this Phillies team that we've seen. Now, they do yeah. have their two best pitchers available in Nola and Wheeler, which is really nice. Um, but I mean, even Phillies fans, you don't deserve it at this point. Like you've been bad down the stretch. So I have them out. I have Miami winning a game against the Yankees who look poor right now. So I have the NLE sorted. I have the, I have Miami getting the two spot and Philly, not even in it. I, I mean, I could I be know. wrong. But I'm just saying that's my lean. That's my guess. Right. Right. And that's, yeah. Very I mean, dude, I just, it's the it's it's the part that made me scared about this is like it's it's still impossible to guess i know we want to cross teams off and and look at some of the potential stuff but like if the if the phillies were to win tonight's game they then have nola and wheeler lined up to win one game to essentially get in so like i i can't just mentally rule them out even if they lost today like that's still where they would want to be i'm just i'm just just guessing it's a prediction right I don't know. Like that's for the Phillies. It's out of their hands. I do. I just think it matters uh, if the Rays are going for that one seed or not, which I think if, if Minnesota were to lose tonight and the Rays won, that could turn them off for two games. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, I have Milwaukee out, Mets out, Rockies out. Um, the I would the Giants is the Padres could easily win three out of four. I mean, they could. They're a lot more talented. Um, and when you're saying, like, when you just said the Giants have a losing record in their division, it's like what? Um. So, I mean, you and, and again, that's kind of what we're hoping for. And Giants fans have been coming at us because we haven't been giving them proper love. And you know what? Earn your love. Either win three out of four against the Padres and say we made the goddamn playoffs or, like, get beat up by the Padres and be like, yeah, we kind of knew it was a farce the whole year. Yeah, and as some Giants fan tweeted out to us because I was saying, you know, the expanded playoffs have us all thinking about these teams wrongly. And they're like, hey, even if they didn't expand the playoffs, the Giants are in the wild card, the top five teams, because the NL is just such a shit show. It's a mess every day. Yeah. You're right. Uh, the Giants have a lot of the, they're seven and 18 against good teams. I mean, they still don't fit my personal criteria of like, is this a good team? But I'm not trying to knock them because no one expected them to even be here. But yeah, they can hit. Have, have a good weekend. Earn. If you land with 31 wins, you will earn your way into the National League playoffs. Yeah. Uh, in the American League, it's all about like just seeding, and it really comes down to that that central, how they're going to do and what they're going to do. And it's, it's goddamn centrals. It's been decided. It's your guys' deals. It's crazy. We can move on. Let's do awards and standouts. It's the last time we'll be doing those this season. So. Standout performances. Standout performance. Do I go first, uh, BBD? Think so. I my standout performance, Jake, yeah. is Led Zeppelin, Zach Eflin. Yeah. Uh, and I just kind of said the Phillies don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Tough. Sorry, Led. But it if they do make the playoffs, we should look back at this start by Zach Eflin and say, wow, that really helped. They have the double header. Now, Nola did throw a complete game in the double header, six innings pitch loss, complete game, but that was good because they fully bullpened game two of the double header. They used, I think seven relief arms in game two of the double header in a losing effort. So Zach Eflin comes out the next game and you need innings and good innings, right? Yeah. He, he pitched into the ninth inning, Jake. Like yeah. His final line is eight innings pitch, which is his most on the season. But they sent him out for the ninth inning. Now, in the ninth inning, he gave up a single and then a home run. Yeah, so two so earned runs. So his final line is eight innings pitched, three earned runs. But if they didn't send him out for the ninth inning and they had an ah bullpen arm, <laughs> his final line looks eight innings pitched, one earned run which is really good. And it's a blowout. The Phillies won 12 to three. So you could be thinking, well, they were light innings. No, no, it was a three to one game going into the eighth inning. It was a close two run game. The Phillies, they scored nine runs in the eighth and the ninth inning uh, to then make it a blowout. But you know, these were big innings that Zach Eflin was pitching for the Phillies. It's a really good outing by him. Uh, the fortitude and all that stuff. And they needed it. So if they do, you know, have some fresh bullpen arms for these games against the Rays, you know, Vince Velasquez is going today, and I don't think you really trust him. So if you can pull him and use some of these bullpen arms early, thank Zach Eflin because he saved the bullpen by going eight innings pitch there. And then they had the off day. So they get double rest. So I, that's my standout performance. I think if the Phillies are able to do anything, that's a huge outing from Eflin. Yeah, a, a huge start by him. He's had a couple really nice ones this year. Um, and again, you start like, I don't know if the Phillies do sneak in. I think Eflin probably ends up being their game one starters because they're going to have to use their good guys this weekend. So uh, that's pretty crazy. Huge start by him. And you're right. That box score looks deceptive. Like Harper had a huge role uh, in that game. And you wonder, you know, if they do rally this weekend, they'll look at that with Eflin, Harper, and be like, that was you know, that was one we had to get. I mean, you could say that to a few other games, but uh, 
good for him. And yeah, I mean, Phillies, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Make it matter. Make it matter. That's the, that's the theme of this weekend. Um, good standout, James. My standout, uh, a guy who very much tries to stand out, it does go to Trevor Bauer. Um, you know, we just talked about the, we're tr trying to write off the Brewers. Um, he's a part of that. He comes out on short rest, uh, which he's been saying all year. He pitches better on short rest. The, the stats didn't agree with that, but he's, you know, optimal body performance, whatever, kind of don't care. What I do care about is how disgusting he was. Eight innings pitch, 12 Ks, one earned run against the Brew Crew in, you know, a pseudo playoff series of sport sorts. Uh, he's yelling. He's doing the, the fake McGregor walk off the mound. That stuff, you know, hey, entertainment, right? But what I will say is uh, I think when pitchers go on short rest is still one of the things that blows my mind the most in baseball. Um, I gave you the speech midweek, so I'll keep it tight, Jim. But whenever I talk about CC Sabathia, his time on the Brewers when he started pitching on short rest and just being a monster was like one of the coolest things I've seen on a baseball field. And that's what Bauer potentially could be doing this weekend. And he might have did part one of that act to potentially clinch the Cy Young, by the way, um, against the Brew Crew. We'll see if he shows his head this weekend. And if not, he'll be out there for game one of the three-game wildcard set, which nobody wants to see as an opponent. So, uh, power, 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 drop dick, and, uh, I mean, insane. Insane in the membrane. Uh, doing his little McGregor strut, which was bad. It's too I high mean, and tight. I was thinking of posting a video that he needs to loosen it up, kind of loosen the back. I thought it was too loose. I don't know. It's it, it he doesn't it doesn't fit him well. Let's find a new yeah. celebration, Trev, because way the way you're throwing the ball, you 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 should have uh you know a thing. Do it. Yeah, like have your signature. Know what he should do, Jim. It's his freaking logo. The the him do you using that weird double ball thing. Like that oh. when he gets off the mound, you should do that. Well, yeah. Jersey Shore. The McGregor walk, he's not hes not a natural. It doesn't. It's literally the McGregor walk, you know? Yeah. Well, McMahon did it first, right? Vince McMahon. I mean, it's just a powerful strut, but I believe McGregor from Vince McMahon. I got to check the history, history books. I don't know. It's almost the Dougie. Well, the Dougie's head all the way up. Yeah. Um, I believe it's Vince McMahon strut down the ramp was the first person to do it uh yeah but the, the the stuff is amazing i mean the slider's like the best pitch in baseball besides devin williams change up and yeah go watch the pitch he threw the vocal back to get out of that jam when he screams in his face like just like i wish the scream didn't take away from the pitch yeah because it's it's crazy what he's doing it's awesome all right uh what's next? Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Jake, you threw some guys on here. Um, I'll take the pitchers before you do the hitters. Steven Brault, I wanted to do standout. I didn't know if we did him last time. Uh, you know, the Pirates aren't getting much love right now because they're one of the worst teams in baseball. Steven Brault's last two outings are just like really, really good. I mean, nine innings pitch, one earned run against the Cardinals. And then in this week, he goes seven innings pitch, zero earned runs against the Cubbies. Two good offenses. He allowed four hits in those 16 innings combined. I mean, Stephen Brault's ending his 2020 campaign really nicely. Keichel, you mentioned him. The ERA is under two. Um, the analytical people came at Keiko really, really hard on you and I uh, a couple seasons ago when no one would sign him. And you and I were like, dude, who cares what these peripherals say? This dude just pitches. He's a gamer and he's really good. Well, turns out, Jake, we were right and we were wrong because he's more than just a pitcher. He's, he's got a 199 ERA in the season. I was going to try and like butter knife it. His last seven starts, he has a one three six ERA. I mean, you just keep going, and it's 
It's really good. I mean, in his last four starts, he's given up one earned run. So Dallas Keuchel's on fire right now. And then Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's piecing it together, and uh, his numbers are starting to look really good and who he is. And hopefully that helps the Yankees in the postseason, in my opinion. Those are the three pitchers you threw on there, all very deserving. Cole's been disgusting. Brault has earned it, which is hilarious. A pirate and ex-pirate. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Keichel, dude. Yeah, that's one of the few few ones. It's like, oh, if I was GM of a team, um, you know, and we would be shoving that down the geeks' throats. Um, one nine nine, insane. Don't want to see that guy in the playoffs. Um, and then, yeah, a couple a couple fun ones. How about? third baseman and former third baseman Gio Urshela and Vladito they both go nine for 16 how about that uh different body compositions um out Dickerson a dick from San Francisco uh ever since he had his kid he's been going nut jobs couple homers eight for 15 um if the Giants make the playoffs like he's a huge reason behind it him and Brandon Bell have been nuts um the Braves like so many Braves could have been on here Albies Azuna uh, even Dansby was getting hot. The Braves, they just get crazy hot, and that's why they're good. And then how about Old Man River? Mickey Cabs, three homers. He had two homers in one game. They were both three-run jacks. Um, he, he got hot. Uh, so, yeah, seven for 15. Get on there, big fella. So that's uh, that's who I got for Enfuego. There's a lot of sticks that could have ended up on here. Yeah. Um. A dick. How about that? Mm. Is Mickey Cabs coming up on any homer and milestone? Um, I can go look. He uh he's having a really nice year. He's got 10 home runs. The the Vegas over under to start the season was four, I believe. 487. Um, so he's 13 away from 500. So next year, that should probably be his goal. That'll be nice. That'll be good. Uh, you know, have a couple young guys come up, rally around that for a little bit. Sure. That's nice for him. Yeah. All right. Roosevelt's race to 20. I got something for you, Jake. How about yeah. the Roosevelt's race to place for 20? No one is mm. there yet. No. Voigt did this a week ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. I mean, not two weeks, but two episodes ago last weekend. And we don't have anyone behind him. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the the Luke Voigt story, and as Yankee fans, you know, we, we get lost in it now and then. But, yeah, again, what he did is insane. And, I mean, who's sneaking up? Is, he, is your guy Ozuna got a chance? Does Jose Breu need to get really hot? Jose Breu's at 19, right? Yeah, 19. So it's basically Jose Abreu or bust. He needs one this weekend, and I think the White Sox are playing the Pirates, if I remember correctly. Um, White Sox are playing... Cubs, excuse me. Cubs. Okay. White Sox, yeah. I mean, get one, Jose Abreu. If we get two, I feel like I can peacock on Trevor Plouffe a little harder. If it's just Void, like, you know, that almost sounds like a caveat. Dude, you know what? You know, like the the people coming up on the list, like Ozuna is there now. He's got 17. I think he leads the NL. But how about Jose Ramirez? He popped um, four this week. And he is now, like he wasn't on the leaderboard at any point. Now he's got the fourth most. Man, I... Uh... Cole Calhoun's almost cracking the top 10 for home runs. He he had a late push. And uh, Eugenio Suarez, he's got 14. If he, like, pops one or two this weekend, he can be the top 10 for home runs. And it's it's really weird. Me, me and BBD talked about this a little bit on Wake and Jake, this abbreviated season, and you think about it, and then you think about it further. Like, we look – the BABIP numbers were going around Yankees Twitter yesterday because Gary Sanchez is having all-time bad BABIP, which we won't bore you guys with. But Max Muncy is having a historically bad BABIP year, and you're like, I wonder what Dodger fans are thinking. Are they thinking, like, 
Max Muncy's having a bad year? Are they thinking Max Muncy's having an unlucky year? Because that's one of the few numbers in baseball that pretty much over time does straighten out. I have a question. Sure. Does Bab? I'm not smart enough to know what Babbitt does. Does it take into account spray charts? Like if Gary Sanchez continuously hits the ball hard right at the center fielder or left fielder, I don't care. Right. If Mike Ford constantly hits the ball hard, but it can be shifted perfectly because he only hits the ball hard in two spots of the field, then I don't care. Right. Gary's Babib is shows that he's really unlucky, but he's not because he only hits the ball hard in two spots. So you can very easily shift. So I don't know if Babib, like if there's a stat that allows for that, because when you watch Gary day in and day out, yeah, he hits the ball hard, but it's very predictable. So you can just put a fielder there. So it's not like Gary's getting unlucky. It's like, no, he's not. I think the, that would just best, be what like ex woba is and stuff. The the best the best way to use Babip, Jim, because you're absolutely right, and that's why I, I agree with you on Gary Sanchez, is you measure it against their career numbers, because that's kind of a good indication. Like each player has kind of their own Babip and you rate it off that. So Gary Sanchez's career is two fifty five, which is kind of low for uh a lot of baseball players, but it makes sense why it's low for Gary. He can't run. He hits it to the same areas a lot this year. I think it's what one forty three or something. Yeah. So it's, that's I, why I, I really, I really don't like a lot of those. Like that ball hadn't like that Gritchick ball, like Gritchick didn't even need to do the jump. He, I mean, he's a really fast center fielder catches that ball, but according to the stats, it's got an eight eighty batting average. I didn't think it, had a chance off the bat because Gritchick had a beat on it the whole way. Like it was, he hit it hard, but a lot of these expected batting average numbers, I really don't like because it, they just don't match the eye test for me a lot. Yeah. That one was tricky because I, it probably gets skewed. Cause I think that's out at a chunk of ballparks, which gives it like a 1000 batting average. Um, it, for another time, I think BABIP is good to just compare against your normal BABIP. That makes sense. Um, and yeah, like Max Muncie is is having a historically bad Babbitt luck this year. Um, so I don't know. I'm just wondering like the talk around Dodgers Town. And again, you could a good like I wonder here. back when Brian McCann was hitting into the shift or Mark Teixeira was hitting into the shift, if people would go back and be like, Well, his Babbitt was really unlucky. And it's like, no, dude, he only hits the ball hard to one area. It's very easy to defend. Right. That's how it feels sometimes to me when people constantly talk about Babbitt. Yeah. Um, well, hey, thanks, Roosevelt. Hit more, hit a hit a homer, Jose Abreu. Hit a homer, Jose Abreu. Thank you very Jose, much, Jose Ramirez. Might have a good weekend. Make the toilet Nostradamus look okay, my man. He's good. He's a fun baseball player. He's fun, man. He gets so hot, and it's awesome to watch. And dude, he's another guy like five eight two hundred. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, he's got the physique of not a baseball, not an athlete. He can also chug, though. He was cooking at first last night. I love him, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's you and, you know, and he's your version. He's of video the game me. He's, yeah. It, yeah, if I made the video game, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake, you threw some guys on here. You got to the sheet ahead of me. Uh, you got some big names on here. One in yes. a batting race. Wow. Yeah. So Slump Watch has taken kind of a funky turn. Um, a, we don't like being mean. We like keeping you guys updated. Um, but, you know, I like going deep sea dive and getting the big fish. Tim Anderson, a little two for 17 uh, as he's in a batting title race with DJ LeMayhew. Um, you know, if anyone can hit, it's that dude, the defending AL batting champ. But. Uh, if you want to get back-to-back -back titles, which is a pretty big flex, he's got to kick it into gear this weekend. Yuli Gurriel. He that even further, and he, he's he's five for his last 33 with no walks. Why would you take a walk in a batting table? But, I mean, if you go further than the two for 16 and double it, he still has a 152 batting average. So Anderson's been struggling for almost 10 days now. Why would you take a walk in a batting title? Good song name. Yuli Gurriel, one for 16. Uh, 
as Astros try to figure it out, Yuli's a guy who can get hot and cold. Um, you know, definitely something to keep an eye on for them. Uh, Joey Gallo, I thought this was hilarious and important to put him up here as we tracked him for so long. O for 15. The biggest O on the board was Joey Gallo. Um, sorry. What are Rager. his numbers at now? I mean, they got to be bad. I'm guessing 674 OPS, 292 on base percentage. Yeah. 10 home a lost, runs. A lost mini weird year for Joey Gallo. Speaking of lost mini weird years, Javi Baez again, man. Um, dude, Javi, he was complaining about the video stuff. Um, I mean, a couple of those cubbies, him and Chris Bryant, not having the years you'd expect those dudes to have. Again, couple good weeks in October, you make everyone forget. But Javi's been up here a lot. Yeah, I mean, his season's bad. He's got 579 OPS. It's just crazy. And then, yeah. Slumper, yeah. It's it's tough to get the pitchers involved sometimes. But uh, I don't know. This one just was, you see a lot of bad names on the pitchers list because it's guys who get lit up. Sixto Sanchez. You know, this guy was the story of baseball for a week. You know, he's got the 45 Pedro tattooed on his neck. He's got disgusting stuff. Last two starts, four innings pitch, three innings pitch. He's got knocked around nine runs and in seven innings. Um, if these Marlins make the playoffs, which they're a win away from doing it, and we expect them to do, Sixto is supposed to be a part of the story, and he, uh, he's gotten touched up his last two starts. Well, you know what happened, Jake? What's that? He faced teams for the second time. Yep. Now it's time for him to make the correction again. This is the normal path of things, in my opinion. I mean, he, his first time through every team, he was lights out. He dominated them. He plays the Nationals. He faces them for the second time. They get five earned on him. Then he goes and faces to Atlanta, faces Atlanta for the second time. They make the corrections. They put up a four spot. Now it's his turn to make corrections again. I, I, don't, I don't hold it against him at all. This is just what I always say about rookie pitchers. Show show me them their their second and third time through, and let me see where they they sit. Then uh, you see a lot of pitchers go one time through the league and and do very very well. And again, that's going to be a crazy part of this offseason equation. It's going to be a crazy part of this postseason equation because I mean, a lot of rookie pitchers are going to be getting the pill. I mean, Ian Anderson, you know, not as hyped as Sixto. He's been crazy good. Um, I'm wondering what teams have seen him twice and. Does the bubble burst? Does it not? Um, it, it's going to be fun to track through the postseason and in the offseason. I mean, you know, some of these guys are going to get banked on for next year and have like 50 innings pitched, 40 innings pitched. Um, what a what a what a weird world, Jim. Weird world. Yeah, it is. Um, anything else? Is that all the slumpers? That's who I got. Yeah. All right. Cool. Next. Did anyone get mad? Who got mad? I don't know. I mean, Joe Girardi got ejected. Yeah. Um, let me see. It says here that Chris Woodward got ejected. Brian Butterfield Good. from the Angels, Rick Renteria, and Tim Anderson got ejected. That was a whole thing. Oh, my God. Angel, you dirt dog. Yeah. Angels Hernandez, pretty annoying. Anyway. Joke. Let's go to awards, yeah. Jake. Awards. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, sorry about it award. Okay. A favorite. Sorry about it. I'm giving it to the Rays. Yeah. We haven't talked about them nearly enough. Like at all, probably because we're Yankee fans and we're little, you know, we can't even control the bias we have or the upsetness that they have also because they've been really good and it's kind of boring. And we're talk spending a lot of time talking about the slog on the bottom of the hill instead of the people standing proudly on the top. The Rays are scary. They're a really scary team. They just need, you know, to be talked about. In the month of September, their three starting pitchers all have ERAs that start with three. 
um, which isn't a, you know, you know, it's just like, they're kind of set up right now. They're, uh, they're getting healthy. They got, they got their three glass. Now Snell Morton. Um, they got Fairbanks Castillo is Anderson pitching again. Yeah. Oliver, like they're just yep. back. Um, so we haven't spent a lot of time talking about them, but that's not because they're bad. Almost because they're very good and they're scary. Yeah. No, you're you're right about the slog. I think I think we do a decent job with our Yankees bias as I wear the damn jersey. Um, but you know, at, at the same time, we could point to the Dodgers. Like we haven't talked about the Dodgers a ton because there's only so much you can say. Like they were really good again, but the Rays kind of deserve to be lumped into that category. They've been the second best team in baseball. And Jim, they got off to a slow start. They were six and eight. Um, since then, I think they're 31 and 12, um, which is, which is just a crazy pace. Um, and yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing for them is this three game set. I mean, it's most likely they're going to play Toronto who, you know, their only pitcher is really Ryu. Um, and they've got a lineup, but that's about it. Your biggest fear is just a three game set. I mean, that's any team in baseball can lose a three game set. Um, so you just, you, you hope your season doesn't somehow come down to that and a misplay yeah. or a bad game. Brandon Loud's uh, yeah. going again. He was, he was slumping for a, a while, like almost a month in his last, uh, 10 games. He's got a 343 batting average, 415 on base percentage. You got, uh, Joey Wendell has been hot lately. Uh, Brasso been swinging a big stick. You do have some cold bats. Like uh, Renfro, Perez, Susugo, Adamas. You got some cold bats, but you know that's not their 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 pitching is pitching and bullpen, and they got that pitching bullpen and matchups. Um, and yeah, in Glasnow's last seven starts, they're seven and zero in those games. Forty two innings pitch, sixty four Ks. Um, so yeah, I, they're uh. I got they're it as electric. eight. They're eight and oh. They, I mean, they, uh, they were dancing literally, which I like that. You know, I wish my Yankees had more dance to them. You know that. Um, but yeah, the, the Rays are disgusting. Um, yeah, I think the only thing they fear right now is a three game set. Yeah. All right. What's your award? My award, Jim, uh, is the lose yourself award. Um, moment. Jim, yeah, I mean, you only get one shot, one opportunity. And I love these stories. Um, Yadiel Hernandez mentioned it briefly, walked off against the Phillies, and we're talking about the Nats season being over, and, you know, these mean the world to the Phillies. My guy Yadiel Hernandez walks up, walks it off with the home run against the Phillies. Jim, 32-year-old rookie from Cuba, um, he's been with, the national since 2017. Uh, so he's just been in the minor leagues for three years now. Um, and his hitting numbers are pretty nice. Uh, but guess what? I think those Nats have had some pretty good outfielders kind of blocking him. So in this year, he finally gets his opportunity. He's got a, um, he's got the walk off home run. He's hitting a little bit. Um, but like, dude, I just, Where's I, I love got What's that? What position does he play? I think he's an outfielder technically, but I think they've been DHing him a lot. I mean, his numbers um, at AAA last year are stupid. He had 33 home runs in AAA with a one dot OPS. And they didn't get a call up last year at all. Nothing. Who is this kid? I love guys that he's not a kid. He's 32. I love guys that love baseball. This guy's from Cuba. He's raking in AAA saying, why the hell am I not on the team? Um, he's got a swing that kind of looks like Soto and uh, uh, Garcia, the other kid they called up. There's clearly some coach on the Nats that teaches them to swing like that, which I think is hilarious. Like if you're a lefty in the organization, swing like Soto. That's working. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, maybe it's this DH argument in the National League. Like this guy maybe doesn't even get a shot this year without the DH. 
he gets to hit a walk-off major league homer that's with him forever. I mean, if you look at his baseball reference, you see his stats going back to when he was a 20-year-old playing in the Cuban League for Madanassas. Um, probably not saying that right. Uh, but I love it, man. You wait that long to get your chance. You finally do. You've got a walk-off homer in your belt. No one will ever take that away from you. I don't care if it's in a weird season and the game didn't really matter for you. Um, good for you, Yadiel. I hope I hope the Nats give you some ABs next year because he kind of earned them. He uh, yeah, he was left field, right field, DH in the minors last year, and he just tore up AAA. Damn Soto and Eaton guy. Yeah, sucks. Um, he hit it off Workman too. That's cool. Yeah. Good award. I wasn't even aware of that guy. So, good job. That's all. Yeah, Do you want to spin the wheel? I don't want to spin the wheel. We got to get I going. I don't think so. We did a I whole bit on uh, the, the records and stuff. So, what's um? I mean, I guess who who are we rooting for? I think, I think I'm rooting for the Phillies. Yeah, I think the Phillies are a really exciting playoff team with yeah. Nola and Wheeler and Harper and, and and well, Hoskins got hurt. That's a bummer. But Real Muto, like. I think they're a really exciting team. If they get in, like, you know, this is shots fired at the Giants. I'd much rather watch this Philly squad in the playoffs than the Giants just because the yeah. marquee names attached. Yeah. I think, you know, I Giants fans, I'm, I apologize. And no one wants to hear that your team is boring, but yeah, the Phillies have a lot more star power. Um, Miami, I, I could, they're going to get it. And then, yeah, Cincy is another. I'd, 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 same thing with Cincy and the Brewers. I'd much rather this Cincinnati team get in and see Bauer and and Sonny Gray and Votto and Moose than the Brewers. Who you know, Braun's been great. The Bre Brewers have star power, so they're not. It's not the same comparison. But uh, I still, I'd rather see the Cincy get in. Um, so I'd, I'd like it to be Cincy and Philly as the two wild card spots. I don't care though. I'm rooting for chaos. I'm rooting for it to come down to the last game. Um, and we'll be, we'll be back on Monday and we're not going to do a weekend recap. Cause I, I mean, I, I barely cared today come Monday. Trev will be on the show with us and we will yeah. be telling you what happened and then what the matchups are for the playoffs and kind of going into that on Monday's episode. We'll recap what needs to be recapped. How about that? Yeah, we're not going to play the music and do like the full. This is what happened in the East. Just a little music. I don't know today. Like I, I, I don't care. Music. Um, background oh. elevator. Little music. I'm excited to see how this shakes out. It's crazy. It's nuts. I mean, yeah. I will say this out of all the teams we're talking about, I, I don't think any can make a deep run. Cincinnati could probably go the deepest, but I don't have any of them winning, like going to the world series out of those bottom teams. Yeah. I mean, again, in a normal year, those teams wouldn't be in, so it's tough to expect anything from them, but yeah, I mean, since he's the one that jumps out and I mean like technically Cleveland's the seven in the East right now. So let's, let's okay. see what it is. And then we'll, We'll get our takes going. I've been on Cleveland since the start of the season. I tried to tell Trev that I think if Cleveland is firing in all cylinders, if their stars are doing what they can do, if Ramirez goes off, if Lindor goes off, and then their starting pitchers are doing their, like, I think they're scary. I think Cleveland's very scary. The outfielders suck. You, sister. But, all right. Thank you guys very much. We'll be back on Monday pregame show. We'll be live very soon, patrons, uh, in about 18 minutes. See you then. <laughs>